Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Noteworthy Podcast. I'm so excited that you're here today because I've got an incredible episode lined up for you today. Today on the podcast, we have my friend, the one and only Julian Tabaras. I'm so honored and excited to have him on the show, and we had an incredible conversation. We talk about everything from do dogs go to heaven to should you use a chord chart when you play piano. Julian was born in Columbia, South America, and he moved to the United States with his family at the age of five and has grown up in Maryland ever since. Julian started getting involved in the music ministry at the age of 11 and started directing bands at the age of 14. Julian now makes his profession from music full-time and does an incredible job doing it. We've been able to minister together at many conferences, and we look forward to many more. Julian, if you're listening, I love you, man. Thanks for being on the show. And to all you amazing, noteworthy listeners, thanks for tuning in today. It's going to be a great show. Let's go. Tavares, bro, so excited to have you on the podcast today. Man, the honor and privilege is mine. Bro, this has been a long time coming, in my opinion, because it's a shame you haven't already been on this podcast. Um, Let me tell you, my (laughs) wife and I are faithful listeners. Oh my goodness, man. Faithful listeners. You guys are so kind. Love you and your wife, man. You guys have such a beautiful family, and... um, I get to see you quite a bit, bro, like throughout the movement and conferences. Yep. I, f- I feel like we get to cross paths a lot. And what a blessing. Yeah, it's always a great time. It's always a great time. So um, I, I in just a second, I want you to kind of tell the audience about yourself and what you do. But I have a really important question that I forgot to, to send you in advance. And I feel like it's important that we answer it on the podcast today. OK, let's do it. OK. This is important. I know we're going to dive into something deep here, but it's the age-old debate that we've all been talking about. Do dogs go to heaven? I want you to hit it right here, right now. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Just get deep in theology. What are your thoughts on dogs going to heaven? Um, So... (laughs) In the book of no, I'm kidding. I, I honestly, that's a that's a question that I myself am trying to strive for answers. <laughs> so, uh, whenever you're listening to this, make sure you guys tag us on Instagram, tag us wherever, and let us know what your personal beliefs are on the topic of do dogs go to heaven? Exactly. I, I love this podcast and and I love the people involved in it. That I don't want to have any enemies with my personal convictions on whether dogs do 
go to heaven or if they just die. So I'll just leave it right there. But you definitely let us know, the listeners. Right. Let us know what you guys think and what your beliefs are. Amazing answer. And <laughs> for, for you guys listening, this came up at Winter Youth Conference. And, um, you know, things got a little heated. There was a little division in the body of Christ over this. So Confusion <laughs> at the camp. Oh, Lord, say. help us, Jesus. I did find a scripture, bro. I'm going to share it with you. Okay. Psalm 36 and 6. <laughs> Are you ready, bro? Here we go. Thy righteousness is like the great mountains. Thy judgments are a great deep. O Lord, thou preservest man and beast. Well, mm. okay, okay. We're mm. going to leave that right there. Okay, okay. And, and let the theologians take it and run with it. I, I might feel some 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 different type of way in my in my beliefs. You just convicted my beliefs with that with that scripture. Listen, um, when the word gets involved, things start to change. Yes, oh my goodness. Yes, yes. So Ooh. now the question is: Do mosquitoes go to heaven as well? <laughs> well, we know that we know the answer is no. <laughs> we don't even have to think about that. That's not the will of God. Amen. <laughs> All right, bro. So um, let's dive in here. Who is Julian? Tell us about yourself, where you grew up, your childhood. You can tell us about your church. Just whatever you want to tell us about yourself, we'd love to hear it today. Okay, awesome. So um, my name is Julian Sabaris. Right now, at the time of, of the recording of this podcast, I'm 24 years old. Um, I was born in Colombia, South America, okay? So I was born in a city called Bucaramanga, Colombia. Um, lived there till I was five. When I was five, my dad felt a huge call um, to start a church in the United States. Um, and I'll, I'll kind of give a, a his side of the story as well, because it, it plays such a big part in my life and, and what who I am today. So wow. my dad um, got saved when he was 14. He, he grew up in the Catholic home, um, got saved when he was 14 and really fell in love with music. But we're talking about the 70s in a in another country. Music wasn't really a big part of 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 church now wow. praising worship was but instruments and stuff like that it just it just wasn't he told he would tell me stories that back then praise and worship was just people singing and clapping there was no instruments nothing that was all a foreign concept wow. to them so he he really fell in love with music um and started to learn to play the piano and um through that he he made his way to college and and became a concert pianist and and got his masters in music and everything um so music has been a a huge part of his life and when i was born he was the national music director for the apostolic uh church in Colombia. so he was traveling to a lot of conferences um, my parents tell me and their friends tell me stories of their first memories of me is sleeping inside of a piano case at conventions Oh my uh, where wow. I, I was just a couple months old, a couple years old. And I, I kind of grew up in that musical environment. Um, I remember he had a music studio in our home and people were always coming to to uh, to record music and and do stuff like that. And he actually left a a really big legacy in in Colombia and in the churches there. He has, I believe, it's like ten to fifteen songs in the hymnal um, of Colombia. So a lot wow. of the songs that he he wrote are are classics in the churches in Colombia. And uh, a couple years ago, they celebrated the seventy five years of the of the organization. And in those uh, seventy five years anniversary concert that they are. Um, service that they did, they did a tribute to him and to all the songs that he wrote. So music 
from an early age in my life was a huge part of it. Um, so let's let's kind of dive into how we got here to the United States. Yes. He, uh, like I said, you know, he was the national music director. So conference after conference travel like that's if, if you're a in in music ministry, if you're in um, any way involved in a music role, that's kind of like the dream role to have. Right. To to be able to yeah. travel, to go to conferences, to be in different worship environments. That's like that's right. the dream. You know, so he in a way we could say he was living the dream, but every single place that he would go to random people that weren't connected to each other would tell him that that they believed that God uh, spoke to them and that um, they believed that he needed to move to the United States to start a church. And for him, he was like, man, these people are crazy. I'm I'm big in my in my music ministry. I'm, I'm all in. I'm committed. It is 100% at my local church and to my organization here. There's just no way that I would leave all of this uh, to, to go to some foreign place that we don't even speak the language of. Wow. Um, but but time after time, he, he would keep going to conferences and, and just non-related people at all would tell him the same exact words up until the point where he was like, okay, God, I, I, I truly believe that this is what you want us to do so in that moment he sold everything sold all his studio gear he had keyboards he had microphones he had mixers he had a bunch of stuff and he sold everything we sold our home and with the little that we had we moved to the united states i I remember i was five at the time i remember um you know we had we had two suitcases that's all we had that was all of our possessions we we had a couple of clothes, and we moved to the United States. And I, I always tell the joke; it was real funny. Like I remember going to sleep on the plane and waking up and not understanding a thing that was happening because wow. they were speaking in English. And at the time, I didn't speak English. Um, so we moved here. But even when we moved here, he he still uh, was doing music ministry. And it took a, a little while until he until he actually accepted the calling to become a pastor 100%. So um co- this is this is just such a it's such a big story but I'm really trying to condense it. No, this uh, is when, good. Take your time. This is good. When I was when I was 2, my my mom had a miscarriage and it it, it ruined her whole reproductive system. Her ovaries were were tanked. They were oh. gone and the doctors told her, "Hey, um do you guys have any kids?" And they said, "Yeah, we have one kid right now." And they said, Give me one second, bro. You're fine. Go ahead. Go ahead. So at this time, it sounds like Julian is taking care of a vacuum cleaner situation. Um, I think he's, <laughs> I think he's at his church, so um, he's probably saying, "Hey, can we vacuum in like an hour?" <laughs> Something so like that. So <laughs> it's, it's actually really funny. So here they they get real fancy and they have one of those robot vacuums. Uh, <laughs> so I think the vacuum has like taken the life of its. <laughs> Yeah, see, see, there you go. There's, there's the notification that it's been cleaned in the city. So I'm, I'm so sorry about that. That is hilarious, bro. Don't even worry about it. It's um, amazing. I'm sorry, bro. Where were we? I lost no, so you were talking about your mother and how okay, she had yes. had a miscarriage. And so just it had kind of taken that turn there. Yes. So um, the doctors had, had told them, do you guys have any kids? And they said, yeah, we have we have one. And and the doctor said, well, you, you better praise God for that because those are the only kids that you'll ever have. So, um, wow. yeah, so we're here. Um, now, let's fast forward back to, to when we're in the United States. 
Um, we're here. My dad's kind of doing the same thing, traveling, uh, doing music ministry. E- everything's going good. Same thing starts happening here. The same message that he was getting in Colombia from from people that weren't connected to us at all, he was getting here. And um, my, my dad got to the point where he was like, okay, God, um, if you really want me to do this, if you really want me to to start a church, I, I need a, a sign from you that without a doubt, I know that it's you. That week, my mom got pregnant. And when they went to the, uh, to the, to the doctors, um, her, her ovaries were back. And, and the doctor was so confused because oh he was looking at previous reports where everything was gone. And it just out of nowhere was there. Um, so that's my little brother, Benjamin. Him and I are 10 years apart. And in this whole process, uh, 10 years went by. So, um, yeah, then after that, he and this is kind of where where I get into the story. Uh, he started the church when I was eleven. Okay, mm-hmm. so um, in that it was it was just the four of us. It was my dad, my mom, um, myself, and my little brother. And I remember it being so. It, it was it was kind of a weird a weird place because we would we would we rented a community center to have the church. Uh, to have church services in, okay. and every single week, my dad would set up six microphones. He would set up the drums. He would set up the piano. He would set up the chairs. He would set up the the pian, like a- a- all the instruments, all the sound stuff, the projector, the chairs. Everything would be set up. And I mean, mind you, I'm I'm 11, and I I would ask him. I would say, Dad, why why are we setting this up when service after service? Nobody comes. Wow. Uh, and oh and I'll, I'll never forget what he told me. He said, Julian, we're not setting this up for now. We're setting this up for what's to come. So when it oh, comes, man. we're ready. Um, and that's, that's really where where my, my music ministry began, in that small community center with just the three members of my family. And I, I can remember it now, and I, I kind of get into tears uh, because looking back, I can see how faithful God has been to my family and to us and to our church um, in those moments of where we didn't see any results, where we didn't see anything was happening. We were just sowing. We were sowing. So um, I, I want to take this this moment and this time to encourage somebody that might be listening you, that might feel like they're just doing so much and they're not seeing any results. Uh, you might be setting up the chairs and nobody's coming you might be setting up the microphones and nobody's there to sing. You might set up the instruments and nobody's playing. But God sees that and he's going to honor your faithfulness. And we, we, can't, we can't go without talking about this, without saying if you're faithful. The Bible even says if you're faithful in the little, he will bless you with yes. much. And yes. um, I've seen that in, in my life, but not because of what I've done, but through the example that my dad has put in my life wow. of, of, man, we, we might, it might be. It might be really low right now. There might not be anybody. We like, like I, I need you to understand this, my brother. Like mm-hmm. we would, we would pack up all that equipment in our car. Yeah. We would have to bring all that equipment from our, from our car into the community center and set it up, set it up. Like it, it would take us like thirty minutes just to do that whole process for nobody to come, and it, it was just. It was really hard, you know, being being that young. But now that I look back at it as a as a grown up, I can see how how important that was into into the whole purpose that God had and um, 
how faithful he's been. Man, so in that, beautiful. I started playing the I started playing the drums. Uh, it it we, us musicians have a, a a funny ongoing joke that most most musicians always start with the drums and then <laughs> right. eventually end up to where <laughs> where they need to be. So I started playing the drums. Yeah, and um and and slowly slowly picked up the piano. Um, I started playing the piano when I was when I was uh, thirteen. So my dad at the time, remember, so he's still a he's still a a music major. So he's he's preaching and 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 leading worship and singing and playing and he's still doing all of that. Um, so I started to learn um, when I was fourteen and slowly made my way in there. Slowly, you know, then God started bringing people. That's actually where I met Gabriel um, in that community center. Um, shout out to Gabriel. Yep, shout out Gabriel, one of my one of my closest brothers. Love you, bro. Um, so yeah, that that's where I met him, and um, yeah, we 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 started doing music ever since, and and from there it's just been being faithful at our church. I get a lot of people that ask me um, on YouTube and Instagram and and Facebook. They 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 message me and they're like, hey, you know, how can we how can we do what you're doing right now? Uh, you know, we want to play at conferences. We want to do live recordings. We want to do tours. Yeah. And my answer is always the same. Yeah. Just give a hundred percent at your local church. Yeah. And God will start opening the doors. So good. Um, I I I remember somebody told me. I I don't remember where or when or even who it was, but they said you can't bless your district without first being a blessing to your church and you can't bless the nation without being a, a blessing to your district. Wow. And you can't bless the world without being a blessing to your nation. So it's like, it's gradual steps and going back to what we were talking about, about Powerful. being faithful in the little, it, it might seem like it might not make sense. Like, man, I, I want to travel and I want to play all these conferences and events, but I play at a, at a church where there's only 10 members. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm I, I'm telling you, just as crazy as I am right now, I was crazy when I was young, when there was <laughs> nobody in the building, you know. So, it, you know, you got to just really serve. And, and that's really what God has called us to do, to serve. Um, we can't we can't get impressed by big stages. We can't yeah. get impressed by big conferences if, if we can't even uh, learn the material that we have for our church. How are we how is God going to bless us with more? Man. That's so good, Julian. Man, that's some powerful advice, man. Thank you for sharing that that with us. And just that whole journey, I, I've never heard kind of that whole story, but um, just to kind of put a bow on that, what is your, your church like now? Like, what, where are you guys at right now? So so right now, we're, we're actually like in a crazy time of revival right now wow. uh so far so we're in uh we're in march so far we've had 35 baptisms man uh, 11 Jesus. just last week uh we have a a full piece band we have a six piece band right now uh we have <laughs> nine singers so it's like it's just you know praise god it's it's really touching to see all the things that God is doing because we can't take the credit for it at yeah, all, yeah. at all. Um, but he, he really has been faithful. He really has been faithful. And it's, um, you know, I have the privilege of, of working at my church full time. Uh, Gabriel works there part time cause he, he's also, he also does it. Uh, so we, we can, we can fully, fully devote ourselves to, to the ministry and, uh, a blessing. 
yeah, it, it, it is a blessing. It is a blessing 100%. So I'm, I'm very thankful for my church. They have, they have made who I am. I, I can't take the credit for anything. I, I owe everything I am to my dad and, wow. and, and his voice in my life. Wow. I just, in my mind, I'm, I'm picturing this empty, uh, you know, room with all these mics and the pianos and you're setting it up and nobody's there to the place that you are now. What, what a beautiful testimony of what God is doing in, in your church and in your city. Now, your church is completely Hispanic, is that correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. So Rachel and I just did a Spanish conference and we were like the only people there that spoke English. So, so I got like a, a little bit of that feeling of what you were talking about when you got off the plane and you're five years old and you were yeah. so confused. Well, I'm 30 and I was like, like, bro, not even kidding you. Somebody came up, started speaking to me and I couldn't even remember how to say no habla espanol. Like I like froze up. I was like, I don't even know how to tell them. I don't know how to speak Spanish right now, but bro, such, so amazing. Hands down. One of my favorite youth conferences I've ever been to. And, um, was just such an incredible time, bro. So I love it. Love what God's doing. Now you said you started on drums. I know most people see you playing piano right now, leading the band from the piano, just completely shredding it to pieces. So when did you start playing piano? When did that start? Okay, so that's that's another another really long story. Uh, I'll try to make it brief. So, um, yeah, I was I was in eighth grade. No, I was in seventh grade. I think seventh or eighth grade, one of the two. And um, I got in trouble in school. I I got in uh, in really big trouble in school, and it was right before summer started. So. For for me, you know, I wouldn't say that I'm I'm old old, but I I came up a little different than how you know people young kids are coming up now. Sure. Uh, you know, I played outside. We we played basketball. We rode our bikes. You know, we we the whole like video game community wasn't really that big when I was younger. Right. Um. So I got in trouble and I got grounded the whole summer. The whole summer I got grounded, and um. My my parents took away my video games. They took away my bike. They said you can't go outside. I I was man. You guys don't know this, but I I was Tony Hawk with the skateboard. Oh, <laughs> oh man. okay, okay. I was and I you know I still got it too. I still Come got on. it. But Come you know I, I let I let the you know how how preachers will say they let the calling to go to the <laughs> NBA. They let it go for 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 right. the preaching ministry. I I let my skateboarding career go for you let for it the, go for, for the, the music ministry. Yes. Um. So yeah, I I was awesome. I was so upset, you know, I couldn't go outside, I couldn't do anything. I I I remember just laying in my bed the first couple of days of summer, laying in my bed just nothing to do, nothing. I had nothing. So, um in our house, we had a a upright acoustic piano. And I remember like I think like 2 weeks in, I was like I can't take this no more. I I have to I have to figure out something. I have to do something. So I asked my dad, I said, hey, dad, can you can you show me uh, just a couple chords so I can at least do something? Because I all I would do is lay in my bed, walk around the house and eat. And that, that was it all day. Just boring, the boring life. <laughs> uh, so he taught me a couple chords. And uh, I remember just falling in love with the piano. Wow. Um, it was it was from the moment that I would wake up 
till the moment that my parents told me that I had to stop because it was getting too late. And this is an acoustic piano. Like you can't, you can't just put your headphones on and keep practicing. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's, it's all like, it's loud. Um, and that, that summer I, I, I'm, I mean, we're talking about eight to 11 hours a day, you know, cause there was nothing else to do. Couldn't go outside, couldn't play games, couldn't do nothing. Um, I just, I just really, really like immersed myself into the piano that summer and and fell in love with it ever since and and been been doing it that that same year i had the privilege to to play at our youth camp so um and actually our our district conference so it was from from the beginning it was it was a blessing to to just be able to dedicate that much time wow to, to music bro that's amazing that's amazing so god literally used that season to ground you <laughs> so yeah. my goodness so yeah. so you could step into to a new calling bro that's amazing it's it's one of those uh you know what the enemy meant for evil god turns for good come on <laughs> come on somebody preach on that so um what's the best advice anyone has ever given you okay so um the best advice that i've ever gotten right back uh with my dad I remember when I was learning to play and um, he was, you know, we, he had the church. He was a pastor, but he was still um, doing conferences and stuff like that. And he would never ask me to play. And I would always get so upset like that. I'm practicing. I know these songs. I can play these songs. Yeah. And and he, he said something to me that that changed my life forever. He said, and it, it, it just, I, I really feel that the whole like, theme of this whole podcast right now is just being faithful and with what you have yeah. like what's in your hand yeah you know um so he said uh julian right now is one of the most important moments in your whole life because right now you're preparing for what's coming so you might like you might be practicing and you might be really upset because you're not playing events and you're not doing stuff but right now you're preparing so when the time comes you'll be ready my goodness. And and that that completely changed my whole life because you know sometimes we can not be motivated, but if if we understand that we're preparing for not the moment right now, but for when the moment comes. My goodness, bro, uh, that's so powerful. And and we'll be ready, you know, because it's it's with that he he would also say it's it's better to have no opportunities and be ready than to have an opportunity and not be ready. Wow, man. See, this is this is powerful. And this has been like a theme in the spirit lately. And I, let me kind of try to explain what I'm saying. I'm seeing this, this theme throughout the movement right now that um, like, like it, like at winter youth conference, um, Victor Jackson was preaching. What if, what if, um, what if I told you that, that you're nine years old, and it is your destiny to drive a Tesla? Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. And this is my destiny. I'm supposed to drive a Tesla. But what if you said, okay, here's your Tesla now. Go drive it. That child would be destined to fail because they haven't even learned how to drive yet. Yep. So they stepped into their destiny too early and they weren't ready for it. So they couldn't steward that destiny. And sometimes out of love, God holds back and says, you're not ready yet. You're yep. not ready. Get yep. ready. Because when I release you into this, 
you're going to be ready for it. And so out of love, he holds things back. Bro, so powerful. I love this theme that's happening in the spirit. And by the way, Loved getting to hang out with you at Winter Youth Conference, man. Oh, Loved yeah, it. it was so much fun. That was amazing. So much fun. You kind of did me wrong on your YouTube channel. <laughs> like, <laughs> I remember the moment, too. It was like, it was early. We were literally drinking our coffee. Rachel and I were just sitting there looking like straight zombies. Like, like Rachel looked beautiful, but I looked pretty rough. And I was like, oh, man, I'm so tired. And then I saw your camera turned around, and he's like, these are my favorite people ever. <laughs> And so, it did not register to me that you were talking about us. <laughs> so, so with the vlog, you know, we I we have so much footage, um, but there are certain things that I really, really love, and I like I I I keep those clips uh, aside from everything, and and that's one of those clips that I I keep, and actually is one of my favorites so far this whole year because it was oh, just bro. it 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 really represented the moment that all of us were in you know it's it's early call time like we're all there for rehearsal sound check and it was just <laughs> if you haven't seen it go check it out <laughs> Bro. it's one of the funniest things ever oh man which you know speaking of youtube go follow um julian on youtube right now go follow his channel uh for those of you that don't know he has an amazing uh vlog where he kind of takes you along on his journeys to different conferences, rehearsals, and it's just a lot of fun. I, I I enjoy it, and I also have a lot of friends that enjoy it. So, Julian, tell us about your YouTube channel. Where did that start? Why did you start it? And maybe for for some of the fellow nerds out there, what kind of gear do you use to make it happen? Okay, so I'll, I'll start with with that the the gear. You know, get get the boring stuff out the way for us yes. nerds. Yes. Um. So I use a, a M50 Canon M50 with the stock lens, um. And and that's that's literally it. I don't have crazy lens yet, um. So that's the gear, and then I edit it on my, uh, Final Cut Pro on my computer on my MacBook Pro, um. So okay, why why did I start the vlog? I started the vlog because um at at the time. There was a lot of, um, I, I don't want to, I mean, I'll say it this way. It might sound a little bit weird, but there's a lot of secular vlogs, sure. uh, vloggers, you know, sure. a lot of, you know, not, not, necess not necessarily anything bad, right. uh, you know, just, just non-Christian, uh, non-church related. And I remember I was, I was sitting in my house and I was, I was watching a vlog and I said, man, how great would it be for us to have more apostolic content like this? Yes. And that was it. Wow. That's it. <laughs> that was it. Uh, it. You know, it, it was just kind of like it, it would be so cool to be able to see some of the stuff uh, like this similar, but in 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 the in the Christian community. Um, so, you know, I also thought to myself, like for me, I, I have to I have to pay respect. Uh, Daniel Bernard, he's like the I always tell him this. He's like the the YouTube uh, Christian world, like Godfather, mm -hmm. you know? So he, he was, he's one of the only few musicians that would do that and that would go behind the scenes and show you when he would travel and stuff like that. So I, I just kind of wanted to be like, man, you know, I love watching content like this. So I'm sure that other people might like watching content like this. And if there's more of it, even, even better. So um, that was really the start of, of the vlog and, and what, what we're trying to do with that it's it's really just just for that so people can can see it and if if a random colombian kid 
from uh, from from Maryland can be doing this stuff like yeah it's you know it, it it should just go to encourage somebody that you know God can God just really looks at the heart not status you know I don't go to a huge church you know with with that that has a legacy of of 75 80 years and and you know I I come from from pretty much nothing yeah. you know what I mean so if God is able to to do something with that he's able to do something with all of us Amazing, bro. I love it. Keep up the YouTube channel. I really enjoy watching it. I know a lot of people do too. So if you're listening, I want you to go help my brother here. Go subscribe. Don't just watch the video, but go subscribe to his YouTube channel. It's going to be a blessing and you're going to have a great time along the way. Now, while we're in the vein of media, uh, I want to talk just a moment about social media. The podcast has been hitting on this lately with navigating media and I've just felt kind of burdened with it because social media can be a great thing. It can also be a very detrimental thing. And you've talked openly about your relationship with social media. And uh, people that know you or follow you know that um, it's not uncommon for you to take your Instagram account down for a few months and then and then come back. And I admire you for your stance on this. And I was wondering if you'd share your thoughts. I know you've mentioned it on other podcasts, but but not on this one. So I want you to tell us the story of your thoughts on social media and its impact, why you take it down sometimes and, and bring it back up. Okay, so um, my, my thoughts on social media are, I, I, I personally think, and there, there's no, this isn't like, you know, uh, what we were talking about earlier with like, you know, dogs going to heaven or not this is not doctrine this is this is me this is what i believe right i i think that social media is like fire yeah uh in the sense that fire can be used for good things mm. but it can also be destruction wow, uh, fire good. can be light in darkness fire can can heat up food you know it can it can cook you can use fire to cook you can use fire to keep you warm but fire can also burn it can also kill it can also destroy things wow um it just kind of depends on the use that you have i have a fireplace at my home um but you know that that fire is controlled it's not out in the in the open and it's not burning everything there it's it has its place and it has its limits where it can go and i i feel like that's the same thing that we need to that's how we need to act with social media uh we need to know what the limits are and we need to know where we how big we can allow it to get in our lives because if not i really believe that it will bring destruction wow um it's powerful so i was i was off of social media for a whole year a whole year um i deactivated my account um december 31st of 2020 of 2020 Around that time, uh, it was like December thirty first or, or January first. I, I can't I can't remember, but um, and then I, I activated my account recently here within the last couple of weeks. Um, I at the time I felt like I was just very distracted because of social media, because of social media. Um, I couldn't you know yeah I couldn't focus on on practicing. I couldn't focus on praying. I couldn't focus on um, even spending time with my wife. You know, I remember us going on dates and me getting a notification and being completely drawn away from the moment because of 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 that notification. Um, so so with that, I I just I wanted to try it for like a month and see how it felt. And um, I did. So a couple of weeks went by. I, I remember the first the first week was hard. 
the first week it was like I was having like withdrawal. You know, I would go to my, I would open my phone and I would go to where the app was and I couldn't find the app and be like, oh yeah, I don't have social media. But once I got through that dopamine, um, yeah, I felt so much lighter. I, I literally, I like, it's, it's really weird and I, I hate to be really like cliche and stuff, but I literally felt like my shoulders were lighter. Like if I was carrying something heavy. Wow. Um, and my I completely goodness. felt, I completely fell in love with that feeling. Um, one of the biggest things that I loved throughout. So, okay. So what ended up, what was supposed to be a one month thing ended up being a 12 month thing. Actually like, like 13 months. Yeah. Something like that. Cause I activated it in, in February. Right. Um, I just fell in love with that. I fell in love with being present in the moment. Um, I fell in love with one, one thing that a lot of people don't talk about is mystery. I mm. fell in love with not knowing what was going on in other people's lives because it just made it so much better when I saw them. You know, like when I saw you at Strong Tower, we actually caught up because I had no idea what was going on. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And right. uh, I remember when I got on, I, I I told my wife, I was like, man, so many people got married that we didn't know. <laughs> so many people have gotten kids, like have had kids that we didn't know. And so many people have gotten so much fatter that we didn't know. <laughs> You know, because we, we just weren't, we weren't, we were, we were in our, in our own lives and, and we didn't have, uh, we didn't have any avenue or, or way to see anybody else. Right, um, so right. it, it was really, it, it was really, really great um, being off of it. And honestly, I loved it. I loved it. I, I, the reason why I got back on is actually really funny and it's not like spiritual at all. It was just kind of okay. like a mistake. Um, <laughs> okay. Mark Crowder had texted me. And uh -huh. was like, hey, I'm going on Instagram Live. Would love for you to tune in. So the way that I accept, like the way that I understood that was, okay, Mark is going on live and he wants me to view it. So I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, whatever. Like I'll get on, on my church's Instagram and I'll tune in, right? So the day that he was going live, he texted me. and He was like, hey, does 10 o'clock work? And I was like, oh, <laughs> He wants me to go on live with him. Right. So I yeah. was like, okay, I'm going to activate my Instagram and I'll deactivate it and then that'll be it. Uh, well, I didn't, I didn't know that you needed seven days. Like if you activate your Instagram again, you need seven days to, to keep it up and then you can deactivate it again. Um, and I really wasn't. Oh, yeah. I didn't on. know that either. I really wasn't trying to stay on Nathan, but yeah, uh, yeah. It just, you know, um, I I've been able to connect with with so many people, uh, since I've been on that it was just kind of like one of those things that it was like, man, you know, if if people want help, I I feel like I have to help them, you know. And um, when I was growing up, there wasn't social media, so I couldn't reach out to somebody and be like, hey, you know, I'm struggling with with this at my church. I feel like we're not growing. I feel like, but you know, there's so many people that 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 reach out and they're like hey like i need help with ableton i need help with run, how do you run tracks and i i just want to be a help to those people and it felt it felt nice i i felt i felt very welcomed by the by the social media community when i came back that's awesome bro. um so yeah just just kind of being a a a point that people could could reach and contact uh to ask for help and stuff is is one of the main reasons why why i stayed on See, th yeah, it's interesting you say that because my relationship with social media is I, I, now most people are opposite. They're like, I'm not a poster, I'm a scroller, right? So I'm the opposite of that. Like, I'll kind of 
post what I want to post, promote what I want to promote, but I'm not really like, I don't really like to just scroll through social media aimlessly. So sometimes I would forget that you were not on social media and um, I'd go to like tag you in a picture and I'm like, bro, I I can't find Julian. And then (laughs) Rachel, who is the the ultimate wise knower of all things would remind me he's, he's not on social media, babe. So she would help me out. But um, I think that's so cool, man. And I did just want to just tag onto the end of this. Um, I think it was on the Ray Irvin podcast that you talked about at the beginning of that year, how you had this fear of um, how maybe you wouldn't get invitations because you weren't on social media. Would you tell us about that real quick? Oh, yeah. Oh, man, that was that was huge for me. Um, So when I got off of social media, um, I was I was kind of like getting in contact with a lot of um, producers and 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 heavy people in in the gospel industry, like heavy people. Um, And I remember being like, man, right now is such a bad time for me to get off because I'm making all these connections and I'm connecting with these with these great musicians and, and people that have so much wisdom. I'm going to be like, you know, it, it, it was really like that FOMO, you know, the fear of missing out. Yeah. Um, and I remember I was I was praying about it. I was talking to God and I said, God, um, I feel like if I do this, all the doors are going to close for me. You know, I'm going to become, quote unquote, you know, and I'm just being very transparent, if that's okay. No, yeah, you know, this I'm is being good. very transparent. I, I was like, God, you know, I feel like I'm going to become irrelevant. And I remember like just hearing, like hearing his voice and and him saying, like, Hey, from now on, like the doors that open in your life this year are going to be because of me, not because of anything that you're doing, not because somebody saw this uh, Instagram post and, and I'll, I'll be, I'll be honest, Nathan, last year was the best year of like my entire life. I, you know, um, I was on like, I I counted it the other day with my wife. It was 66 flights. And you know that, you know, that's, that's big for me. Uh, You know, we hear Victor Jackson talk about how he has like, like 400 flights a year or something like that, <laughs> yeah. you know, but, but, you know, he, you know, it's a little different. Right. It's a little different. So it, right. it was just, it was incredible. That's amazing. And, and that, that just goes to show that like, you know, if, if we put our lives in, in God's hands, he's gonna, he's gonna make things make sense that don't make sense. Yes. Wow. Well, man, I'm, I'm really proud of what you're doing. And by the way, just, I know, I know your personality doesn't want me to say this, but I was super proud of you at General Conference, bro, just seeing you up there leading the band. That was like a proud friend moment for me, which if if you know me well, you know that I like seeing my friends blessed and used of God. So like when I see that, bro, I literally get emotional. <laughs> you can ask Rachel. I'm like, man. my friend is doing something for God right now. And bro, it just, I was proud of you, man. I was proud of you. Man. Thank you so much. God God has been faithful. He's God, been faithful. God's good, bro. He's good. Now, what do you like to do to unwind and unplug? What does that look like for you? Do you have any hobbies? Do you like to hunt, fish, golf? What's What's your thing you like to do when you're just like, okay, I need to step away and kind of refresh my mind today? You know, it's it's actually very funny. And when my wife listens to this, she's going to make fun of me <laughs> because um, I have. Re- OK, so you, you know how how the YouTube algorithm is. You know, you'll be listening to to a preaching by Anthony Mink. And next thing you know, you're looking at 
at videos on how to toast toast, you know, how to toast bread. Um, so that that kind of happened to me one day. I, I kind of got into like this mm-hmm. this YouTube black hole and I really got into videos of people spearfishing. Okay. So Sweet. that's been like one of my like whenever I want to just relax and, you know, I've had a long day. I just look at videos of people spearfishing hey. and I, I want to go fishing so badly. Like I want to go fishing or hunting so bad. I've never been. Uh, but yeah, that's that's kind of like, you know, one of my go tos right now. Just bro, that's amazing. watching people spearfish on YouTube. That is awesome. Um, now, I'm not a hunter, but I do love to fish. So, bro, we need I'm telling you, fishing is one of those things, man, that even if you're not catching anything, it's just good for you just to get out there, you know, be on a boat, take some time, relax, talk. And so, bro, maybe maybe we could go fishing together sometime. That would be man. Fun. I, it's it would be a dream of mine. I've been wanting to go so badly at our church. We have a we have a brother that um, he has a boat. Uh, one of our good friends, Sandra. Shout out Sandra. She's listening. She loves the podcast too. Oh, hi, um, Sandra. <laughs> she awesome. she has a uh, he has a boat. And I've I've begged him so many times. I'm like, please take me. He goes like every Saturday morning, like when it's when it's summer. I'm like, please take me, please take me. And I, I haven't been able to go yet, but I, I I will one day. My parents have a lake in their backyard where you can fish from the dock, even if you don't want to get out on a boat. So we can make it happen, bro. We can make it happen. Please, please. You and your wife come through Atlanta, bro. We'll have a good time. Let's do it. Hey, so I love this part of the show because this is rapid fire, which the the thing I love about this part of the show, I don't do it with every guest, um, but um, you're not allowed to see these questions in advance. So these, when I say rapid fire, it means you just have to tell me the first thing that comes to your mind when I ask you these questions, okay? And the goal of this is just to for the listeners to get to know you a little better, okay? So are you it. ready, Julian? Let's do it. I'm I'm so excited. Here we go, bro. If you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? New York. New York, New York City. New York City. Okay. What was your favorite subject in school? Music. Music. Fun story. Hold on. Real, yeah, real go ahead. fun go ahead. story about that. Um, I When I was in high school, I actually used to skip class to practice piano in the choir room. <laughs> And the music teacher and I were such good friends that she was completely okay with it. <laughs> That's awesome. Bro, what a great what a great teacher. Um, okay, so this one, who is your favorite, or I'm sorry, what is your favorite apostolic song at the moment cannot be a Nathan and Rachel song? Um, oh, you really your, got me there. No, it can't be Nathan and Rachel because what happens is the guests, they feel bad and they're like, oh, I got to mention Nathan's song. So mine's excluded. So what's your favorite apostolic song just at the moment? At the moment, I really, really, really love um, Anything Can Happen by, yes. by Mark Crowder. Yes. And uh, I'll be a little biased. I really enjoy listening to I Got a Song too. That song's amazing, bro. I love it. That's a, that's a good pick. That's a good pick. So, are you an introvert or an extrovert? I'm I'm an introvert, one hundred percent. Really? And, you know, I think anybody like you. Nah, I'm kidding. Bro. I'm <laughs> completely extrovert. I'm like this no man shame. is lying on my podcast no right now. No shame whatsoever. <laughs> there is no introvert in Julian Tavares. 
<laughs> that's awesome, bro. Anybody that's hung out with you or even followed your YouTube channel, they already know you're an extrovert. So we already knew that one. Um, however, I'll just add to that. Do you ever need to recharge like in, in, in private or is it just you draw energy from being around people? Um, I, I think it depends on, it really depends on like how I'm like, if I'm kind of stressed out, like if I have a lot, um, a lot of music to learn, I kind of don't want to be around anybody just because I have so much in my mind, Mm -hmm. like trying to memorize songs and trying to like remember song format and stuff like that, that, um, but no, like for the most part, if I get, if I'm around like a, a, if I'm in an open group, like if there's a lot of people, it, it, it like, it pulls it out of me. (laughs) Like I'm just going to be 100 on on 100% always. Right, right, right. Unless I'm upset, you know, but yeah. (laughs) So and this is this is a little bit of a rabbit trail, but you're talking about when you're learning songs. What are your thoughts on chord charts? Do you ever use them, or do you learn with them, or are you like no chord charts at all? What's the I, rule there? Ah, you're gonna get me in trouble, bro. Nathan, see, this is important. Nobody's talking about this right all now, bro. Right, yeah, God no, this is, is using this podcast this right is good. now. This is good. Um, so so for me, for me right now, I'm I'm getting ready to go to a, a big conference on. I leave Sunday. And in the, this is very rare, but in in the material that they sent out, they sent out a couple lead sheets. And for me, I've 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 had to learn how to not use them because a lot of times they're not provided. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's one of my biggest like um, things with lead sheets is if you don't have it, you're stuck. And that's how I was when I was younger. Like if I didn't, I used to use On Song on my dad's iPad for days. Yeah. You know, but if I didn't have the lead sheet, I was like, man, I can't learn this song. So I had to kind of learn how to play by ear uh, to figure out when there was no resources. So um, in the in the material that they sent out for this conference, I, I opened up the lead sheet and it's just like my I, this is me. This is me. My brain like goes on like a default, like don't memorize anything because you have it right in front of you. So I'll play it with the lead sheet perfectly. And then the next time around, I'll play it without it. And I won't remember a thing. Wow. Um, wow. And so so one of the biggest things for me with lead sheets is practicing so in the moment you can be present. Okay? Um what what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is you can be present in the flow of the spirit. Yeah. Okay? If 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 the spirit is moving a certain way and and the praise team takes a different direction that's not how it is on the lead sheet, uh you're going to be stuck. And it's happened to me multiple times where I've had my lead sheet and uh, I, I haven't, I'll be honest with you, I haven't felt liberty to worship because I'm I'm, I'm so focused on trying to look at where I'm at. Right. Um, so I, I don't, I'm, I'm not condoning people that use lead sheets by any means. I, I think it's a great tool, but it is nice to have that liberty in worship um, to, to be able to, to praise and to be able to actually connect uh, without having to be like, oh man, I, where, where's the chorus go um but yeah so i would i would encourage anybody listening if they do use lead sheets try to memorize it um so you can have that liberty uh when you're worshiping i love that see we just tackled 20 years of debate in 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 tw- in like two minutes right there there you <laughs> go i love it so this one's tough bro you ready Let's if, do it. if you had to write a book tomorrow what would you write about Oh, that's man. a hard question. Um, 
this is going to sound really weird, but I would really write it on my dad. Oh, that's cool. You know, there's that's just so cool. There's so much, so much wisdom that I have gotten in my life from him that I feel like could be a blessing to other people. So it would be kind of like a, a biography on him and, and his stories and the things that I've been able to learn from him. Man, that's amazing. So your first book can be about your dad. Your second can be about spearfishing. And yes. then, yeah, oh, I love it, bro. Yes. I love it. That's amazing. So if you had to eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh, man. Aren't these tough? Yeah, these these are, I was killing it in the beginning. This is why the, I the love these in. questions. But the, the, the deeper we get into it, the, <laughs> We're getting the more deep. I'm getting stumped. Oh, love uh, Honestly... That's so hard, bro. There's cause 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 I'm such a foodie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm such a foodie. I just yeah. love food. Yeah, I know. Ah. That's what's hard. I am too. Um, which while you're thinking about this, I had uh authentic pupusas last week. Oh, and uh, there you go. I just That's wanna I just wanna take the time to thank the Lord right here on the air for the gift that is pupusas. Hallelujah. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Jesus. So okay, that 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 that'll be it for me. My what so pupusas are from El Salvador, and my mm-hmm. wife is Salvadorian. Okay. Uh, so I, I had to pay respect and homage to, to her people. The pupu- I could eat pupusas for days. Now, okay, now let me let me turn it on you, and let me take over the podcast. Oh, man. What type of pupusas did you have? Okay, so the person that, okay, so at this conference I was at, there was people from Colombia, Venezuela, and El Salvador. And um, the lady that was making them was from El Salvador. So she kept telling me, these are the real pupusas. Yep, yep, yep. Any hate. other you've had are not real. Hate. She's right. She's right. <laughs> so, so, um, but then, not kidding you, bro, not kidding you, got back at like one o'clock in the morning on Sunday morning because I had to be home for revival, right? You know, you know how it goes, right? Oh, got yes. back from the yes. conference. The next day, a family in our church from Guatemala took us to... Uh, a restaurant to get pupusas and um it was amazing i didn't even know we had a restaurant close to us where we could get that so it's like the spirit was just leading and guiding me all weekend to pupusas it was it was an amazing thing yeah pupusas <laughs> are incredible actually you know what i i feel like i'm cheating because you mentioned it and then i was like oh yeah that's it that's it for me so i i'll take it back take i'll it. actually say for me it'll be korean barbecue oh okay Yes, yes. Uh, my wife and I go to this spot here in Maryland called uh, K-pop, and it's like anytime any of us are having a bad day or anytime we just want to do anything, we're like, let's go to this restaurant. K-pop. Yep, <laughs> K-pop all the way. So yeah, Korean barbecue. Ah, oh man. I can picture you on the couch, just kind of looking sad, and you're having a bad day. Your wife comes over. K-pop. A <laughs> hundred times, bro. You literally just described my life a hundred times. Oh, that's so great. I love it, man. I love it. Um, okay, so it, w- by the way, is that where the food is not cooked yet, and then they cook it right in front of you? Or so is that's that- where they bring it out and you cook it. But what I love about it, like I told you guys, I'm a foodie. It's all you can eat. Oh my! So goodness. You, like you have this iPad, and you can get shrimp, you can get steak, you can get chicken, and uh, yeah, it's it's so good, bro. Next time we're at a conference together. Um, I'm just going to wait for you to look kind of sad and I'm going to walk over in the middle of church in front K-pop. of like a thousand people. <laughs> K-pop? <laughs> just get yes. to what you do. Okay, so um, 
what is your biggest pet peeve? Meaning, what's something that annoys you? Yes. Okay. Biggest pet peeve is I hate being late to stuff. Okay. Yes. And I hate when people are late to stuff. <laughs> yes. Like it's a buy one get one free right there with that one. Like I I just if I'm late to something, I I I feel stressed out. Yeah. Me too. I feel stressed out. I can't do it. I'm the same way, bro. Man, look at look at these kindred spirits talking on this podcast right now. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay, so name your top three favorite preachers. Now, this is hard because, you know, you feel like you're leaving somebody out, but you have to just name your top three or we'd be here all day. Okay, so I'm going to go my dad, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, Lee Stone King and Victor Jackson. So I have like all age groups right there, you know. That's amazing. Got some generational gap there. I love that. Yep. Last one here. If you won $10 million today, what would you spend it on tomorrow? Okay. If I won $10 million, I would honestly, this is in, you know, I'm not trying to sound cheesy or corny. I would give five to my parents. Yes. Uh, I would give five to my parents. And the other five, the other five, I would, I would buy Angela Mansion, and I would buy her like whatever car she wants. Uh, you know, th- since since we're on the topic, we're talking about my wife Angela. Yes, she is one of like the most non needy persons I've ever met in my life. Wow. And as a husband, that's the worst because I'm like, hey, like I'm gonna get you some nice shoes. Like, <laughs> come we're on, Angela. You, we're yes. gonna get you yes. fresh. And she's like, you know, honestly, I'm okay with a pair of Crocs. <laughs> Yeah, the you know orange, what I mean? The bright so, orange ones, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. So, um, yeah, I, I, you know, we, we would get a big house, and then I would, compl- I would spend the rest on music equipment. Obviously, obviously. Oh, okay, let me let me take this back. Obviously. I know I what you're going to say. Yeah. I would pay my tithes and my uh, off, the, off the top first. Because there's one, there's, there's one million just out the gate right yes, there. Yes, yes. So, I, I would, so, so I'm, I'm left with nine. I'm giving my parents five, so then I have four. I'm spending one mil on the crib. Uh, five hundred thousand on music studio. The other five hundred on whatever Ange wants, <laughs> and then the two mil I'm saving it. Come on, Boom. Come responsible on adult. Put right that there. in a savings account. Savings Let it account. earn some interest right now. Yep. See, I always ask, um, bro. Sometimes I can be a little tricky, and I don't mean to be, but I always say ten million because I want to know who's gonna say. Well, first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to pay my tithes. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> because so, okay. when you think yep. of ten, right? What do you think of? You think of tithes. Yep. So it's like ten percent. So I always ask that. I'm just curious whose brain is gonna 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 go there. You know what I mean? Yes. No. To me, that's that's super important. But I will be honest. In my defense, Ange handles that department. You know, so she. Right. You know, but but I it, it is always in my mind though. So I I did get it. Hey hey, you pass with flying colors, bro. You swung back around. Yep. And here's the thing: if they don't say it, I don't even make them feel bad about it. So it's a win-win. Okay, so bro, I've kept you for almost an hour. So I'm going to ask you one last question, and uh, I want you to know just what an honor this has been to, to get to talk to you today, bro. Um, and I, I've been asking this question just to a couple people lately. You know, I'm 30. Uh, next year, I'm going to be 31. So or I'm sorry, next week. I, mean, I said next year, next oh, week. Oh, man. Next week, I'm going to be 31. So at the time I'm recording this. So if you could go back... And give your 18-year-old self one piece of advice, what would it be? And I, I want to tell you where this is coming from. I have this kind of saying in my life that look at the you five years ago. And if you can't laugh, 
you haven't grown, right? If you're not able to laugh a little bit at you five years ago, you probably have not grown. So uh, look back at your 18-year-old self. What's one piece of advice that you would give yourself? Um, I I would really tell myself that it's going to be all right. Yeah. You know, it's going to be okay. Um, I look back at when I was 18 and, you know, 19, 20, stuff like that. And I, I, I can think about the things that used to make me upset, the things that I used to get sad about and, and looking back at it or what I could even say were the storms of my life back then. And just being like, man, at the end of the day, everything turned out all right. Wow. And it wasn't that big of a deal. So I would just tell myself, like, you know, whatever you're struggling with, like, you're going to make it, man. You're going to make it uh, and encouragement to anybody. Like if anybody's going through some hard stuff, you know, as long as you you place your life in God's hands, it's all going to be all right. You're going to make it. You're going to make it. Man, what an encouraging and incredible way to end the conversation today. Hey, listeners, you're going to be all right. It's going to be okay. Whether yep. you're 15, 18, 30 years old, God has the next chapter of your life set up for you and it's yep. going to be okay. Julian. Would you pray over our audience today? We'd be honored to have you speak over us. Yes. God, we thank, thank you, you for, for this time. We thank you for for my good friends, the Frenches, that you would bless them, uh, that you would bless what they're doing. They're doing something to benefit your kingdom. They're doing something to benefit your body. So I'm asking that you would bless this podcast, God, that you would let your favor and your grace fall over their lives and their ministries. And, and God, in, in that same moment, I, I want to pray for anybody that's listening right now, that you would that you would breathe life into them, that you would breathe encouragement into them, God. Help them to understand that it is going to be okay and that all things work together for their good. Jesus, we thank you for this time. We, we're praying that this word will fall on good ground, that it would be able to touch somebody's life and that it would be a, a impactful moment and an impactful time in their ministry where they get help and, and you give them strength, Jesus. We thank you one more time for allowing us to be able to do this, God. You have been more than good. You have been more than faithful. and We're, we're just so thankful that you are able to call us friend God and that's all we want to be to you we want to be your friends Jesus allow us to get to know you in a deeper way we love you God and we thank you for what you've done in this time in your powerful name we pray amen Jesus name amen Julian I love you man I'm I'm really thankful for you and uh if you could do me a favor, tell your family I love them. Tell oh, well, tell dude. tell Gabriel love him, Benjamin, tell Angela, man, just all of them. Tell them how much they mean to to Rachel and I. And uh, bro, I'm proud of you and I'm really thankful of all that you're doing for the kingdom of God. Thank you so much, man. We love you too, bro. And and God's been faithful. That's all I can say. He's God's good. been good. He's good all the time. Well, bro, I know I'll see you soon because I always do. And yes, thank sir. you once again for being on the Noteworthy Podcast, bro. It's been amazing. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. God bless. Amen.